Amen. Thank you so much for that offering. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, if you have your Bible. Did you bring it to church this morning or did you leave it at home? Hopefully you brought your Bible. Because we're going to read together the Lord's words. Uh, whenever He spoke to us and He said, You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Scientists don't really know how to define photons. They struggle. They know they exist. They can see their wavelengths and measure them. They can see their effects. They know they're real. They cannot capture them or contain them. They are beyond their grasp. In a similar way, Paul says that the Lord dwells... Ray, I'm kind of ringing. I'm not sure what that is. You good? Does y'all hear that, or is it just me? In a similar way, uh, Paul says the Lord dwells in unapproachable light. That's what he told Timothy. Listen to what he said. He calls the Lord Jesus the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Somebody say amen. amen. He is the King of kings and the Lord, the one we worship today, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable Light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. I think about that and I think about how God lives in heaven, the place that we cannot see and we cannot go to. And he is unapproachable. You can't get there from here. But. At the same time, the Lord comes and inhabits flesh. And it's almost like there, this, this God of light, in order for us to be near Him, He has to have a container to hide that light because it's too bright for us to see. And so He dwells in flesh. Psalm 104 and verse 2, the psalmist says, The Lord, is He covers Himself. With light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. The Lord is in the heavens and He does as He pleases. When Moses asked to see the Lord on Mount Sinai, you remember what the Lord said? He said, you can't see me. No, no living creature can see me and survive the radiation of my glory. Now that's my translation, but that's what the Lord said. And and God said, I'll let you see me, just my backside. I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock, and I'll cover you with my hand, and then I'll pass by, and you can catch a glimpse of my back. And I think about that, and just that one glimpse left Moses' face radiating so brightly that the children of Israel said, cover your head, man, we can't look at you. You're shining so brightly. Pure light that radiates from God is simply too much for a human being to handle. The luminescence of God's glory is so unapproachable that human beings could never see God, let alone draw near to Him. The only way for that to happen was for God to pour Himself out into human flesh 
John said that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. See, there was a day whenever Jesus took John the Apostle and Peter and James up on a high mountain. And just for a moment, the Bible says that the glory of God burst out of Jesus. He was transfigured for a moment, and the light shone out of Jesus, and He was trans. Uh, transformed in their presence. Transfigured is what we, the word that we used. In their presence. And the Bible says His, his garments glowed. They, they were so bright and white before them. And they got to see that for just a moment. And so when John writes in John chapter 1 about who Jesus is, he says, we got to see His glory for a moment. Just for a moment. John says in chapter 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. You know, at Christmas time, we think about passages like that. And we light our houses. We light up churches. We light our Christmas trees. We take our, our candles out in front of the church and we sing carols. And we think about how Jesus is the light of the world. But I, I think that sometimes we pass over the idea that although Jesus said, to his disciples, I am the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. He looked out at his disciples there on the Sermon on the Mount and he said, You are the light of the world. You and I are the light of the world. Why don't you stand with me and we'll read it together. Matthew 5, verse 14. And we'll read through verse 16. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let us pray together. Father, we are... So grateful for your word today. We're thankful for how you have illumined our hearts to the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for the blessed hope that we have that dwells within us. And Lord, let us be reminded as we look past Christmas into the new year and into the coming months ahead that we would be living for You, loving You, and letting our light shine. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus had said to His disciples, You're the salt of the earth. And He's telling them about their relationship to the world. Your relationship to the world. Notice He says, You are the light, but He doesn't just stop there. He says, You are the light of the world. 
And so I want to share with you this biblical truth this morning. When Christ's light shines on you, you will glow. You'll glow. You'll radiate. Just like Moses when he came down from the mountain. And just like Peter and James and John in the presence of Jesus were glowing. We glow whenever His light shines on us. I'm going to share with you just from this text, three really quick, because I know you want to go home and have your Christmas dinner, three really quick attributes of light that, that we can apply to our lives and the way that we live and how we shine our light to the world and how we allow our light to shine around those that we know and love. And so number one, light animates. And when we think about this the idea of light. Light is what gives life to the world. The word here in, this, in the Greek text is phos. And we get our word photograph. Or photo from that word. Light was a precious commodity. Very precious commodity. In that world. In the world that we live in. We walk into a room. We flip a switch. If we want fire. We have a, a little lighter thing. That sometimes we, they work and sometimes they don't. And we just, we are so used to and accustomed to just having light right at our disposal. In the world to which Jesus preached this message, light was something very precious to them. That they worked hard to have and to keep. And imagine a world where when... You turn out the lights, it's totally dark. It's dark, dark. In, in our world, and especially here in Pensacola, I, see, I grew up out in the country. I could go out at night and I could look up and I could see the stars in the sky and it'd get really dark, but I could go out and I could see the stars in the sky. Here in Pensacola, I can go out and I can see street lights. In all directions. And even if I look up at the sky, it's still illuminated from uh, Naval Air Station and all different lights around me. But darkness represents not life, but spiritual death, evil, and a lack of God's Spirit. Whenever Jesus says, you are the light of the world, He's talking about how the life that God gives has illumined us. And how light in itself gives life. To everything. Did you know that uh, they've measured the, the sun? I'm not exactly sure. I'm not a scientist. So I don't know how they do all this. But they've measured the sun and they've said that every second it gives off 400 trillion, trillion watts of energy. Every second. It's unimaginable. And, and someone said, well, that's the equivalent of... A trillion megaton bombs, the the energy of a trillion megaton bombs going off every second. Of every hour, of every minute, of every hour, of every day. Just one second of the sun's energy would be enough, if we could capture all of it, it would be enough to power civilization for 500,000 years. Light animates and it gives life. So if you know Christ, 
what you have is life. To know Christ is to have life. Now listen to what he says. You are the light of the world. The world is in darkness. And then it goes on to say a city on a, uh, set on a hill cannot be hidden. See, in that world, darkness all around and then a city set on a hill where light was dwelling. That place was a place that drew people to it. If you're at night and you're a weary traveler and you came over the crest of a hill and then you saw on the next hill, the next rise, a city. Man, you got a little pep in your step. And you were headed toward that place. You wanted to be there. And as Christians, that's how the world sees us. They look at us and they think, well, they have something that I want. Now, maybe they despise us because we have it and they don't. Maybe they hate you because you have the light. But guess what? They cannot deny the fact that something is different about you if you're in Christ. Light animates. Secondly, I want you to think about this. I told you we were going to go fast. Light illuminates. Light illuminates. If we think about all that light does, we light the runways for the airplanes to land at night. We light up the streets so that we can see at night. We carry around flashlights on our phones so that we can find our keys in the dark or whatever we do at night. Light illuminates. Notice the next thing that he says. He says, nor do people put a light, a light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. I know that. I'm get, I know that I'm getting a little bit older because I, I look at my my Bible or something like that and I notice the shadows a lot more. And so I have to bring in more light to be able to see it. And I'm thankful for the, the light bulbs in my office. I changed them out to LED lights so that I could see even better because they were constantly going out. The old ones were constantly going out. So we changed all the bulbs out. And now I can see. And I can read. So, hey, amen. <laughs> and whenever I read the words of Scripture, my heart is illumined. And so what Jesus is talking about, He's not simply talking about light on a stand that keeps us from stumping our toe at night. He's taught or helps us to read whenever the shadows grow. He's talking about spiritual knowledge. He's talking about how you and I, when, when God lit us up from the inside, when He put His light inside the container of our hearts, He didn't mean for us to keep it in. He meant for us to let it out. He meant for us to spread that knowledge and that hope and that joy that we have to all the, of those that are around us. He put it inside of us. He meant for it to come out. And so light illuminates I want to share with you lastly, though, light infiltrates. Once you let light out, you can't control where it goes. You ever notice that? You turn on a light in the middle of the night when someone's sleeping, guess what they do? <laughs> they jump up, they cover their eyes, 
And sometimes they might want to hit you. Why did you do that? You try to go to sleep at night. And there's a, there's a light outside and you didn't get the, you didn't draw the shades just right. So the light begins to come in and it just hits you right there in the corner of your eye while you're trying to sleep. And you have to get up and go and close the curtains to keep the light out. You shut the door, but the light comes up under the, comes up under the edge of the door over the threshold into the room and lights up the room. You can't. There is no amount of darkness in the world that can snuff out the light of a single flame. It's going to shine. And it's going to infiltrate. Now, this is what Jesus says next. He says, in the same way, all these things about light, He says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. You see, they're going to see that. And they can't deny it when they see it. The way that you live and how, you, how you've trimmed your heart and your life and your mind to be totally focused on Christ and His purpose for your life. They're going to see that. They'll see those good works that emanate from you. And they will give glory to your Father is in heaven, that it, who is in heaven. So the hope of shining your light is that you would illumine someone else's heart so that they may see Christ living in you and then put their faith in the same God that you know and trust. Ephesians 5, Paul says, You, you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. So here's the thing, what, what Paul is saying is when we walk as children of light, whenever we let our light shine, guess what? You're going to expose things in other people naturally. You don't have to do it on purpose. It's going to happen naturally. They're going to come under the conviction of the Holy Spirit whenever they see you living for Christ. I, I don't often quote Denzel Washington, but I quoted him to my... Uh, Sunday school class last week. I mean, I know he's a great theologian, but I, it's just not one of my go-to guys. But he says some people are not going to like you. Some people are going to hate you. Because the Spirit in you aggravates their demons. When I think about that, I mean, I think that's, that's what letting your light shine is all about. Expose them is what Paul says. And he says, but all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. Making the most of your time because the days are evil. It's a dark world out there, isn't it? And it's getting darker and darker every day. 
When we think about the way that the world is around us, sometimes it makes us want to just take our light and go home. Maybe we're a little afraid that somehow the world is going to put our light out. I thought about this. Micah, would you bring me that flashlight? This flashlight is super bright. Ray let me borrow it. It's actually Myrtle Grove Baptist Church AV. So technically it belongs to all of you, okay? But Ray would probably tell you otherwise. He'd say, this is my flashlight, don't touch it. But he let me borrow it. Now it's pretty bright, and I'm shining it in your face and you're going to squint, because it's bright. But you know, the darker it gets, the more a light stands out. The more it's really bright. Oh, it hurts, doesn't it? That's fun. I know, I tell my kids not to do that, and I did it anyway. <laughs> the light of a single flame could be seen up to 10 miles on a clear night. That's pretty amazing. When I think about what we're called to do, we're called to do it even more because the world is becoming darker all around us. Dwight Moody said, we are told to let our light shine and if it does, we won't need to tell anybody about it. Lighthouses don't fire cannons to call attention to the shining. They just shine. That's all they do. They just shine. Do you shine? I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Jesus said, let your light shine. This year, there's someone in your life. There's someone that you pass by every day who is walking in darkness. They desperately, desperately need you to show them the way to illumine their path. And really all you got to do is walk on that path. All you got to do is let your light shine as you walk. And you'll illumine the path. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So if you're following Jesus, and you're following Jesus with all of your heart, you will lead people to Him. Let that light shine. If you're here today and you've never trusted in Jesus, you've come to the point of Christmas and you're here this morning and Maybe you didn't even want to be here. Maybe you didn't plan to be here. You just happened to show up. And then you realize, oh, Christmas is on a Sunday. And 
All the families going to church, I'm going to. Whatever the case is, whatever reason you're here, whatever brought you here, but you don't know Christ in your heart and you're not 100% sure that Christ is Lord. Today I want you, I want to invite you to say yes to Jesus. To let Him come into your heart and illumine you forever. Put His light inside of you. It begins by saying, Lord, I I know that I'm a sinner and, and I don't deserve to be in Your presence. I know that You dwell in unapproachable life and my sin has separated me from You. When you admit that to Him and you admit your need to Him, that's called confession and repentance. To say, Lord, I don't want to be that way anymore. I do want to be with you. Turning from my sin, I trust in Christ. Would you pray that prayer? If you would pray that prayer and ask Jesus to to save you, just pray it with me. Say it in your heart. Lord Jesus, I admit to you that I am a sinner. I've done things that I know are wrong and I've failed to do the things that I know are right. But Jesus, I believe that You came, You were born as a baby, You lived a sinless life, and You died on the cross for my sin. I believe that You were raised again on the third day and that You're alive and that You're Lord of all. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and illumine my life for you. Make me a new person, I pray. Save me a sinner. Lord Jesus, I'll spend the rest of my life loving you and serving you. Give me a home in heaven whenever I die. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Would you stand with me? This is our invitation, and this is your invitation. That if you are putting your faith in Christ this morning, you come and you share what the Lord Jesus is doing in your heart. We want to welcome you here. We want to uh, give you resources so that you may serve along the saints here. And you may grow in your faith. We want to offer you the opportunity of believer's baptism. Uh, to seal that commitment to Christ. And so you come. And if you're looking for prayer and you just need someone to pray with you, we'll have our altar counselors here to pray for you and with you. Or you can simply pray on your own where you are or at the altar. And if you're joining Myrtle Grove Baptist Church and you're saying, I know that the Lord has called me here to love and serve alongside the saints at Myrtle Grove, and you come, this is your invitation as well. Let us sing together. Oh, come, let us adore Him.